Hi everyone, welcome back to the Bible Project podcast. and We're in part 91 of our journey together through the book of Genesis, looking at the descendants of Shem and the genealogy contained within Genesis chapter 11 verses 10 to 26. Now you notice I've been recording in a slightly different place the last few days. You may notice that because of the echo, because we're in the depths of winter here in December 2021 and it's very dark in the morning. So I've moved temporarily into this very large open room at the back of the house. But I hope the sound quality isn't too poor for you. Anyway, just working through this book, we've reached the point where you may remember I said last time we were presented with this long list of names. With previous family trees and the list of names, there was always one or two individuals that stood out from that list. In those earlier passages, there was always someone significant that you could land on and you could say something important about that person. But we can't do that in this list of names. So what's the value or the significance of this list, you might ask? Is it just to reveal, as we said last time, that lifespans have got shorter, that sin has entered in and therefore people aren't living as long. There must be more going on in this than just that. Well, the purpose this time of this list, most Bible experts agree, is to show the family line from Shem all the way down to Abraham. Now, scholars, biblical scholars will tell you that there are two types of genealogies, not just in the Bible, but ancient genealogies covering that entire area of the ancient Middle East. Two types of generational lists were created. One would chart a family's allegiance, which was usually to show which clan or family line they belonged to in the event of warring fractions. In other words, to show who people were subject to what side they were on, and whose authority they came under. But in the Bible, there's another type of genealogical list. And this other type of list is there to trace someone's lineage. In the ancient Near East, at the time that this list was created, lists were used to document a lineage in order to show a legitimate claim to a throne. And that is the type of list that is being used here. But why? Remember, we know for certain that it traces the lineage from Shem to Abraham and how that line will be declared to bless the world. Can you see where we're heading with this? The family line is to demonstrate that Abraham was related to Shem. Then because of the previous genealogies, the two we've had previously, it will also demonstrate that he is related all the way back to Adam. Because previously in Genesis, we have a clear genealogy that demonstrated that line from Adam all the way to Shem. Now, if we then go back to Adam and remember the promise that was made to Adam way back in Genesis 3.15, where it says this, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. So immediately after the fall, God promised that the offspring of the woman, as it described there, would one day destroy the evil one, destroy the serpent. Now, both Jewish scholars and Christian scholars are united in their view that this is a reference to the Messiah, the coming Messiah. So what Genesis is doing, among other things, is tracing the lineage all the way back to Adam 
the one who was given that promise. Then down through Noah, and then down through Shem, and down through Eber and Terah, and finally we get to Abram, or Abram as it is at this point in this story. And then, as we will progress through the rest of the Bible, we're going to get to Isaac and to Jacob, and then eventually we're going to see the lineage traced to David, and eventually it's going to be run all the way through to the coming Messiah, to the Messiah which will be shown to be Christ Jesus. These long list of names in the Old Testament are documenting the family tree of the coming Messiah. That's their primary purpose, to demonstrate that that Messiah will also fulfill the promises given way back in Genesis 3.15. In other words, they were given to the progenitor of the human family, Adam, and they follow all the way down to the coming Messiah as the one, Jesus Christ, who will fulfill that promise made to Adam and Eve way back in the Garden of Eden. And he will also fulfill that promise by giving further ratifications of it to Abraham in chapter 12. We haven't got there yet, of course. And the one given to Jacob, and on and on it goes. So this genealogy, its purpose is to demonstrate that as God is going to fulfill all the promises of his word through the coming Messiah. But there's also another, another great significance to this. Some would say an even deeper significance to all of this. And we should look at that together next time. I'd just like to remind you that, of course, as always, there's all the links to all the various ways you can access this ministry and the other ministries I do through the episode notes of any version of the podcast. And there is also links there to where you can access the music, the background music that I do, or support the ministry financially, or even connect through the Facebook page or the YouTube channel. Anyway, thanks so much for joining me, and I'll see you all again very soon.